ambition has always been to educate and you can only educate if you're educated yourself. What I want with the platform is to bring the way the different manufacturing economies work because, you know, we are interested in how things are made in the States in the same way that the States are interested in how we do things here. So welcome to this uh, MTD podcast special edition as we have a new recruit uh, at MTD. In fact, going to be the general manager of the MTD Global Channel. Uh, we welcome Tony Gunn to the team who is here with us in the UK this week. So we're, uh, we're actually recording this from our headquarters in Burton Latimer. Um, I'm also joined today by uh, Giovanni Albanese and Joe Reynolds from the MTD team. Uh, and of course, myself, Paul Jones, the managing director and founder of the company. Um, Tony, welcome to the MTD team. How's it feel to be part of this squad? Uh, thank you so much for having me, first of all. And I can literally say I'm so excited I haven't slept. How about that? <laughs> yeah, just to put a bit of meat on the bone with that one, uh, Tony's been here for a few days now. And uh, of course, with the with the traveling and the jet lag, he's um, been falling asleep in the evening and then waking up at about half past 10 and not being able to get to, to sleep for the rest of the night. So it's been a, a long day for you, considering it's now one o'clock in the afternoon. That's all right, though. You know, it's coming from the US. I know that the guys there are still awake and the girls there are still awake. So I take a little nap and do some emails until about three, four in the morning. And then, yeah, you know, go for a swim, go for a jog, something like that. And what I think has been really interesting is the emails have been uh, plenty so far, haven't they, since we announced you becoming part of our, our team. I know that certainly from our side here, and we'll, we'll touch on this throughout the podcast, people have, have seen it as a, as a perfect fit um, for yourself and, and for us as well. So we'll touch on that. We're also going to um, find out a little bit about Tony's background today in this podcast. We're going to learn about uh, what he's been doing with himself over recent years. And of course, what's going what's gonna to happen now with the MTD Global Channel um, and how you can contact us to be part of this um, what is going to quickly uh, grow into, I'm sure, one of the world's largest um, channels for manufacturing and metal cutting. But Tony, let, let, let's start uh, with you. So well, I should welcome you guys as well, actually, first, shouldn't I, Gio? Joe, Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Topics. Hi, Tony. Welcome to the team. Hey, it's good to have you guys on board now. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, how are you doing? Gio, Paul. Cheers. Joe, it's, it's <laughs> not about you two today. It's about <laughs> it, feels, it feels weird. But just one thing, I don't want to get into the Tony thing. Tony mentioned he likes to go to a sleep about 1pm. 1, 1 it should work well with you, Paul. You, you, you go for a time, a, a, a lunchtime snooze. When your, brain, when your brain works as quickly as mine does, you do sometimes <laughs> need to take a bit of a break during the day. So uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that Tony's brain is as good as mine. That would be um, that would be brilliant. But Tony, let's, let's touch on your... Um, your past. What have you been up to in recent years? And what, um, yeah, give us a little, for those that don't know of you, what, what's your experience within this industry? What have you been up to? Well, uh, in the recent years, I think I've had the great privilege to meet so many amazing people around the world uh, working with Air Turbine, which I think a lot of people know, including you guys. Um, if we want to reach back further than that, I had the great privilege of starting out in a machine shop about 20 plus, 21, 22 years ago. And all I did was press a couple of buttons and a big piece of steel came down and punched a hole in another piece of metal. So that's kind of where it all started. And the reason I bring that up is because, you know, Gio and I were talking earlier, how do we inspire the youth of today to realize the great careers that come from manufacturing and what we all do, right? Um, a lot of people consider manufacturing to be the old dirty floors with the oil everywhere and the chips on the floor and, you know, that kind of thing. And the, the memorize and repeat type of industrial revolution style thing where 
we're going to Mars now. We're creating science like science has never seen before, at least in you know written history, right? So this industry has so much to offer. And to immediately think I'm going to come out of school and be the latest and greatest thing, it doesn't always start like that. So I came into the industry running a punch press, doing what everyone else does, worked my way up, programming line by line on some old Andrew-style CNCs in the precious metal world. After that, I got to do a little bit of work in steel and Inconel and brass, doing uh, running a, a nice Haas VF6 machine in a, a place called Super Radiator. From there, I went into the woodworking industry and got to machine all sorts of different kinds of woods from mahogany to maple to oak and really run... Furniture? We did custom kitchens, custom bathrooms, custom living rooms, anything that was going to be made of wood, we did. And oddly enough, while doing that, I turned in somehow into an interior designer for about two years. I don't know how that happened, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> so interior design from there, I decided I wanted to live on vacation. I was tired of being cold. I was tired of the winter times. I picked up all my stuff, drove to Florida, and I had the great opportunity to work with Air Turbine, which is where most people that I've met in the industry now know me from. Uh, I recently realized that I needed to take a few moments for myself. I stepped back from the industry, went on a kind of nomadic hiatus with my family, really reconnected with who I was, what was important to me. Uh, during that time, you call it coincidence, call it intuition, whatever you want. I gave Joe a call. I said, Joe, when are we going to start MTD USA? He said, I've been wanting to do that. Let's see what we can figure out. We kind of went back and forth, and here we are today. Again, not sleeping out of excitement, and, uh, and I'm really grateful for the foundation that you guys have put down that makes everyone excited about MTD expanding out of the UK because everyone's been waiting for it, right? And I'm honored that you guys would consider me that person to help you guys expand, so thank you for that. Um, Joe and Gio, you did a podcast, didn't you, with Tony a couple of weeks ago, well, a good few weeks ago now, but again, this is where a lot of this has come from. Um, uh, yeah, tell us about these calls as well then, Joe. Well, the, the podcast turns out to be a job interview, didn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite good at these, quite good at these. No, no, joking aside, no, it worked out yesterday, was it six years or eight years since me and Tony uh, you know, loosely known each other? Correctly, air turbine spindles, both at Mac all the various trade shows around the year. He yeah, is the perfect guy, really, isn't he? Perfect guy is, close your ears, he's charismatic. He's actually getting younger. He's the only man I know who's getting younger the longer I've known him. But, <laughs> There's uh, some secrets to that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that later, yeah, yeah. won't it? But there are, there are some uh, secrets to that. No, joking aside, we've been looking to um, expand the brand overseas for quite some time. We've got a large audience uh, overseas already, and you're the, you're the right fit, really. And obviously, collectively, the team all agree, I'm sure. Yeah, I think, I think I mean, Gio, you came into the business a, a few years ago and I, I kind of look at Tony's introduction off, after yourself and I think that you've, you two have got a lot in common, haven't you, with your, your knowledge and uh, oh, it's wisdom. A pleasure. And it's, it's brilliant for, to have Tony on board. It's absolutely fantastic. I kind of, even before we did the pad, podcast um, with Tony, I was like, it was an honour to do it with him, you know. I'd seen him on LinkedIn. I, see, I met you at Emo briefly um, last year. Um but you were really on point on LinkedIn. I started following you on LinkedIn and, and the stuff that you did and and, and really respected your work. Um, so when we'd done that podcast, it was just brilliant to learn and bounce off each other and to kind of kind of see someone else that's got the same beliefs as you and the same morals in this industry and can see it from the same perspective as you because there's a lot of people that um, – 
can talk the talk, but don't necessarily walk the walk, <laughs> uh, shall I say? Yeah. And uh, and then and it's nice to, to to meet Tony, and I can't wait to start working with him. That's so important that that aspect as well, though, Gia. When I was out with um, Tony yesterday, we were doing some interviews uh, with with engineers, but we also did a, a piece on our own about a an automatic um, or a manual automatic pallet changer, a Maylan pallet changer. It was on front of a Haas VMC. And it was quite interesting because we, we we looked at it collectively and we thought, you know, where, where's the sketch in this? And and Tony's first comments were, well, you know, there's so many other ways of doing this these days. You know, quick change work holding, zero point systems. Where where how do we get an angle on this for a, for a decent video? And I think this was it was quite interesting because we went down the road of saying, well, look, you know, this is really where automation started, and it is because the Mayland system was back in the early nineties. Uh, the guy actually developed it because he didn't want to buy a new one. Um, and it was, it's quite an, ant- I call it antiquated. It's quite a, well, it's just a, a, a manual automation, isn't it? But the story, purpose, isn't it? the story was quite good in the end and we managed to craft something. But what I will say is that when we started to get into it, all of this knowledge that Tony had got about work holding and manufacturing all came through very, very clearly. So to me, the podcast was, um, was his first interview. That was his second but he passed. <laughs> I'm happy to hear I passed. So go home real disappointed from the U- from the UK on Sunday if you're like, ah, well, we changed our mind. It's been a great week, but we changed our mind now. Yeah. But it, but it, it was really it was really good to hear. And just to re-emphasize that for those that that don't know, um, Tony has joined the MTD team. He's going to be the general manager of the MTD Global Channel. Um, he's going to be operating out of the United States to start with for. Uh, the coming months, but of course, with the way the global channel has grown over recent years, we are at uh, most exhibit. Well, most global exhibitions, when as and when they happen, and will be when they start again. And Tony will be the man that will be driving that forward. So, whether it's factory visits, whether it's um, end user testimonial stories, what what we're looking for from Tony is to really showcase the US uh, market to the rest of the world as well as others in the US to start with. And then obviously that will be um, reaching out. I know you've got plenty of contacts and this is what I want to get into now, Tony. Your your connections around the globe really mean that this, again, I keep saying hand in glove, but this is perfect because you were telling me yesterday about people in India, China, Korea, all of these people that you know that will be clambering to, to climb on board with this venture, won't they? Yeah, it's... Uh... It's incredibly exciting, Paul. Um, to be fair, I really try my best to honor and respect everyone in this industry. And I value everyone um, for what they have to offer. And I consider everyone, you know, an equal, no matter what they're doing, from pushing a mop on the floor to the owner of a company. I want us all to respect one another. And a lot of the people in the industry, I consider to be friends of mine. So, it's easier and more effective for me to do business if we're working together uh, toward a goal where there's mutual success, right? So it's a win-win for everyone. And also additionally, I'm completely humbled by all the people who have reached out. I have so many mentors in this industry and I have a list that's a mile longer in the UK or the rest of the world, a kilometer long, let's say. Um, but I'm completely grateful for, for everyone that's reached out, for all the compliments, for all the kind words, for you guys opening your door, for seeing the vision. Um, yeah, it's, it's been 
incredibly exciting. I know the guys in India are stoked about, you know, us getting over there. Obviously, we're going to build an excellent foundation in the U.S. We're going to make sure everyone is supported effectively and efficiently, that they're getting the content that they want. Um, we want the U.S. to be strong, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll expand from there. And we're going to, you know, the excitement, as you said, has come from everywhere. I mean, you name it, from Korea and Japan to Vietnam and Malaysia to India and, and you know, places in Europe. But we're going to focus on the U.S. first. We have a lot of great friends and companies and partners there that we're going to make sure they're taken care of. And we'll move and expand from there. When we were, when we were traveling yesterday, I was asking you about the areas that you'd been to, the, 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 the continents that you've been to and where manufacturing was in your eyes in, in, the, in terms of which industries are strong in which areas. And you recited to me some facts which maybe you could you could recite now uh, during this podcast, which really illustrated to me um, how much you've learned and how much between us we've got to show the world. Um, because people need to, you know, I always talk about the thing with what we do about puff, and I mentioned to you yesterday. You know, saying things are brilliant and fantastic is 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 great, but you know, people really want to know the detail. Um, so maybe could you just reiterate what you said about the sizes of some of the different manufacturing audiences? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Or outputs. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the most up-to-date numbers that I've read recently, and this changes, uh, maybe not dramatically or drastically, but it changes regularly, right? Of the whole of manufacturing in the world, it is pretty common to know about 52% of the manufacturing comes from the Asian market. About 22% comes from Europe, which includes England uh, or the UK. About 18% comes from North America but we don't include Mexico in that 18%. And then Latin America is about 5%. And that does include Mexico with Mexico being ranked number 10 in the world. Then you go to the Oceania, it's about less than 1% of the world's manufacturing, right? So you try to figure out where the growth can come from. You know, if you're, if you're already building an awesome foundation and we're using these fantastic, awesome words, right? I I like to get excited. You know that. Um, But if we're going to build something, we know the direction of where we can go, where some of the silence might be right now that, that deserves the growth, that deserves to be expanded, right? So when you think of places like that, India pops into my head as well. They've had the largest jump in manufacturing than any other country in the world. They jumped from number 12 to number five or six, arguably. It's the largest jump in the world because they just keep putting money into it. And the last time I was there, uh, to my knowledge, the government is now reinvesting in the automobile industry, which is going to go into electric automobiles. And they have a very direct time frame of what they want to do with it and trying to get a bit of a cleaner environment uh, than what exists there now. So that's kind of the general overview of where the monopoly or the growth of where we can grow and what's going on in the world right now with manufacturing. So Gio, you up for a trip to India? Um, I think with Tony's passion, he might even be able to convince me to get onto a plane, to be honest with you. I think that... that You can go there on a bus. (laughs) (laughs) Take me a long time. But I mean, you know, his passion speaks for it. South really I think that you know I think there's a massive synergy and a synergy that uh, Tony can bring with the rest of the world in England and MTD uh, and I think it's just brilliant and I think that I think that from speaking to you earlier before this podcast that the fact that you want to make engineering appealing and not only to kind of engineers at present but the younger generation as well I think we're all on the same journey I think it's absolutely fantastic really exciting times ahead why isn't engineering appealing though at the moment though Joe when you look at making parts you know you look at some of these shiny components we were looking at one this morning we've got a live event in a week or so's time you look at the parts and they 
it must be really pleasurable to be able to make these things. Well, Tony's travelled the world considerably more than me, but I can tell you from here in the UK, I think it's the bit in the middle. They turn on the TV. If there's a generic manufacturing store, it tends to be B-roll, so footage from a big forge, forging company or a casting company or somebody on the manual lathe. It's not these CNC machines that we all, we, we've all grown to love now. Um, and I think it's the bit in between, isn't it? So you leave school, you have to do the bit. They, let's be honest, nobody wants to do anymore. And there's not many people enjoy a manual lathe and all the rest of it. You might have to do that for three or four years. You want to watch the most recent Wolf and Chips or the one that was a couple of weeks ago with me on the manual lathe. I, uh, I, 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 I haven't seen it. You're right, but I don't particularly want it. It worries me. It worries me in equal measures. But yeah, no, joking aside, I don't think it's seen as a glamorous job. And uh, arguably it is. When you look at the, I think it's, is it £32,500 is the average salary? I think in the UK it's 26 and a half. So it's considerably above, you know, you're going to be earning more than a lot of the people that taught you and anything like me. The, the teachers that tell you will be nothing... You know. Yeah, but you look at things like Formula One and stuff like that. We've got the the um, Formula One alley down here, and we'll talk about the American market in a minute because I'm I'm interested in the the sectors that are covered there. But you know, that's quite a quite a you know youngsters game, isn't it? I do, it is when you watch it on the telly. But if yeah. you if you were to ask a hundred students, well, I'm talking kids now, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, where those cars are built, I'm guessing most of them would say America. You know, the fact is, the the ninety percent of that grid is here in the UK. Would they know that? I'm not so sure. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, Tony, tell us about the states then. Let's have a let, let's have a, a a bit of a analysis of where the markets are in the states and how how it all works. What what's made there, and where is it made? It's a great question uh, because the states are large. I mean, it's a massive sized country, right? And depending on where you are in the country, you're going to get a majority of different types of manufacturing. If you get to the Midwest, it's historically known as, you know, automobile area, right? You got the Motor City in Michigan and Detroit, you know. Um, You head out west and the famous Silicon Valley is there and you head a little bit south from Silicon Valley and, you know, there's SpaceX and Tesla and then, you know, Texas has been known as oil industry, right? And even though it's done in other places, it's known for it. You head to the East Coast, like the Northeast, and you're you're now into the medical world for the most part, the Connecticut's, the New York's, that kind of place. So as with many countries who find the outsourcing to be more affordable, uh, even though there's a ton of reshoring going on right now, which is kind of exciting for a lot of countries, um, for the past few years, there's been a lot of, you know, offshoring. Uh, if, if that's an actual word. Um, and, and so you'll see a ton of R&D. So you'll see these private setups in these places that I can't really discuss. I'm supposed to be blinded to it. Uh, but you'll see private setups. They're non-discussable. You know, and then this product gets shipped overseas to be produced by the millions, if not billions. I've walked into uh, a place in Vietnam, you know, making phones with 15,000 robo drills. It looks like a hall of mirrors. So you see the mass production that's done. And then we equate this situation to how do we always balance these finances for cost of living versus outsourcing? And now we're getting involved with automation. So I see a lot more automation with robots coming in to places where wages are a little bit higher and automation is not necessarily required where the wages are still a little bit lower because you can afford to hire, you know, 70,000 employees like at this place with 15,000 robo drills. So there's a great game being played right now of, of balance with automation and, and robots and um, 
the engineering and the creativity of a product versus the mass production of a product. But as a whole, you will pretty much see just about anything being created in the U.S., you mentioned the reassure, <clears throat> reassuring without getting political here. How, how We hear that that's happened a lot from the journalism here. Has has that been the case in the, um, you know, in the previous uh, government or the previous president? I don't watch the news, so I can't really get political. Um, I would actually, for discussable reasons, I would actually say that COVID did more reassuring than anything else. Uh, the fact that we weren't able to go to trade shows anymore, the fact that we can't get face to face, or at least for the time being, we can't get face to face. The fact that we are now doing so much remote work, which is why I believe MTD will continue to be successful because we understand how to market through engineering terms, through understanding why a product is good, what is going to create success for the customer, understanding the, the, the customer's needs and applying that in a great effective marketing, understandable way. Um, so while I know almost nothing about politics, and I will easily admit that, I do see these changes happening very quickly since COVID. And I've had a lot of discussions with my friends in Australia, New Zealand. They're pulling some things back as well. Um, I was recently working with Fifth Axis, as you guys might know. And the guys in Australia were having an amazing sales year. And they reportedly was because of a lot of the reshoring that was going on there. Yeah, that market is so small, isn't it? You know, or was. Less than 1% in the ocean, that's <laughs> what they say. Yeah, I mean, arguably, but they're starting to bring things back again, right? Now they're, they're doing less manufacturing in China and in Indonesia and in Vietnam and pulling some of that manufacturing back. And it's not just agriculture anymore or a little bit of the racing automobile industry. Um, yeah, Tony, do you th think that, you know, automation, you mentioned automation, do you think and believe that this is the way in which they can bring that work back to be competitive? And, and I think that also some of the new emerging technologies and some of the new sectors that are arising with electrification is, is a big thing. We've seen a lot of change in this year. Um, and I honestly think that manufacturing is going to be stronger than it's ever been. Um, are you seeing the same thing in America? Do you believe that, you know, manufacturing is going to get better and get bigger due to what's happened this year? So I have a lot of answers to that question, Gio. <laughs> I really do. Um, the, the quick answer is yes, I do. I, I see all of that. It's um, manufacturing stabilizes an economy. And I think Germany has proven that. When you see how stable they are and how great they are at getting the youth inspired to want to be engineers, this is what we see in Germany. You see how stable it is in the EU. Do I think automation is going to play a big role in a place like the U.S. and probably the U.K. and some other you know places where a mass majority of manufacturing is, is done, a Japan, a South Korea, you know, these, these top 10 countries in the world? I do. And I do because automation and let's throw in additive manufacturing as well. Um, Automation is getting better. These cobots are getting better to understand how sensitive a part might be. They're getting more accurate and they're getting faster. So now I can do uh, a full vice, uh, pull out of a pull a vice out of a machine and do automation that way. I can do part replacement or I can do tombstones with full, you know, automated setups uh, with something like a Matt Sura and, and, and some of these DMG machines. 
there's just so many different options that continually get better. And we were talking earlier about the additive manufacturing, how it checks the material before it even prints now, and it's starting to become faster and faster, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you mentioned Japan. They create lots of product, don't they? And it's a very expensive economy to live. So sure, if they can prosper, we can here in the UK as well. I completely agree. Japan's, I believe, and I sometimes get it mixed up with Germany, but three or four in the world. And they produce a lot. Yet you look on the map, it's a tiny little island. You know, how are they able to do that? And uh, the Japanese have a great system that a lot of people follow. There's some really secure, reliable machinery and tools that come out of Japan. Uh, the world knows this. And and they're known for their engineering. And, and the fact that they're able to uh, constantly not just keep up but update and stay above the curve really goes out to the way that they they have set up their society as well for manufacturing. Sure, and you've mentioned you're going to start uh, start this journey in America, call it a journey. Um, how do you think our product is going to be, you know, how is, how is it going to be received and, and what are you going to be offering out there? Well, it's already been received with open arms. I mean, the, the feedback that we've gotten, Joe, holy moly. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a silly word, right? Holy I'm glad, I'm moly. Glad, I'm glad you said moly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on a public podcast, right? That <laughs> uh, sounds a bit silly, but, but the feedback's already been, and we'll go back to those exciting words. It's been amazing. I, I think it's, again, I'll go back to COVID, and, and maybe it sounds a bit redundant that I keep repeating this, this situation, but... If you look at the the fashion world right now, they are above the curve when it comes to how good they do at digital marketing. You flip on a TV, what do you see? You see a movie, you see a sunglasses, you see shirts, you know, you see fashion, this type of thing. And to be fair, not to look down upon, because I don't, I don't think it's worth looking down upon, the manufacturing world was not ready at this moment to go completely digital. We're so used to hanging out with each other at these trade shows and having a drink and you know high-fiving and spending. This is what we do in our industry. The sales guys are built for this face-to-face -face relationship to go out, to, to cheer each other on, to, to, to brainstorm and create something unique that happens in a circle that doesn't necessarily happen while you're on a Zoom meeting, right? So we are restructuring the way things are done at a global uh, a global scale right now and also at a much quicker pace than we have done before. So like I said, about 30 minutes ago, I don't know how long we've been talking, but a little while ago, um, MTD has been warmly accepted because you guys have done such a great job of building a foundation saying, we're here not to produce fluff, but because we are technical people as well, and we want you guys to succeed. We want to showcase what you're doing on a techn technology level, and not just, you're awesome, you're cool, way to go, yeah, high five. You're great at that. And so you're being well-received in the U.S., and not just the U.S., but around the world. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, yeah you're dead right, Tony. And I think that this is, this is proven that this is the right time for this this move for for both of us i mean we've seen since we launched the, the global channel and started traveling around to the emos the a and b's farther afield to the tim tosses the imts's you know you go into these um events and and you see people looking at you and they say oh they come up to you you know you're from mtd you you, you know you can i have a photo you know can you interview us can you do all that so we have worked hard to to get to that and i think working with you is going to be fantastic for, for both of us. I've seen, I mean, I was amazed at the comments that I saw come across 
your social media across everyone. You know, I've been having phone calls. I know the guys have been having phone calls and it's it's been a real good collaboration. I mean, you know, the, the, some of the companies in the States that have been, you know, Hindbook, for example, Geo, they've been talking to you for months, haven't they? Saying, you know, when when can we get this thing off the ground in the States? How's it going to work? And Geo will come to me and I'll go... Oh, I, I don't know yet. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no quick answer to that. We've got to do it right when we do it, and I think this is the perfect timing. So, there's, are, we, are we not meant to say this was years in the planning, and it's, <laughs> we've taken a lot of thought and things like that? Joe would be liars if we said that. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I think we're going to learn so much as well and benefit in the UK from Tony because I think the way that they work in in the United States is different to how we work in the UK. I mean, if you look at their concepts you know that they're, they're more heavily involved in horizontal machining rather than fifth axis machining and and there's arguments for and against in, dependent on components but we're going to be able to see trends we're going to be able to see and, and assess what tony's doing and we're going to be able to help it, tony and learn from tony uh, and it's going to be a mutual uh, journey and i'm really excited to see what the, the future is going to bring the ambition has always been from an mtd platform is to is to educate and uh, you can only educate if you're educated yourself and that, you know, and we, we live and breathe that every day by traveling around the United Kingdom and further afield, which we've done. But what I want with the MTD global platform is to bring the way the different economies work, the different manufacturing economies work, because, you know, we are interested here, how things are made in the States, how they're done in Mexico, how how the Koreans do things in the same way that the States are interested in how we do things here because that's what we hear when we go places. They say, oh, I saw that guy in them. In fact, I was, um, I was at a trade show. I was at the DMG Mori Open House in February this year, the last event that I went to. And I think I mentioned to you yesterday, Tony, we had a car guy come up to us on, on our YouTube channel and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, MTD, you know, uh, I love watching your stuff. He, he, you've, you've educated me about automation. There was a guy in Scotland who said that he'd got a robot and the robot didn't have time off sick. It didn't need a pension. It didn't need it. And he <laughs> recited the exact words from the video. And I th remember thinking to myself, you know, this, this, guy, this guy, that stuck solidly in his memory. And what he was interested in is how the UK market has adopted an automation in the same way we're interested in over the overseas. So watch this space, guys. The global channel is going to go through the roof in the coming uh, year or so. You're going to be able to see from certainly from the United States and further afield how these different manufacturing economies work, the new technologies and innovations that are being uh, developed. And we'll be able to uh, showcase that through the channel. And of course, if events are still struggling which they are at the moment then there is no better way than uh, the internet at the moment and uh, gotta to say tony from all of us here at mtd it is a pleasure to have you on board welcome, um, welcome tony. you you will be uh, we'll put um the contact details for tony on whichever social channel you're listening to this on so you'll be able to get in contact with him uh if you're interested in of course what we're doing at mtd global but you'll be hearing a lot more from uh, him and from us looking forward to going to the states actually to see you in a in a month or so's time you, you've uh, you've chosen detroit and seattle i hear <laughs> are they the hot ones no <laughs> <laughs> then yeah i've chosen incorrectly haven't i yeah mind you you'd look better on a beach than me so you can go to florida maybe Thank you very much for joining us, Tony. And uh, really good luck. Looking forward to working with you. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast, Joe. Uh, Gio, thank you very much Thanks for uh, Thanks, Tony. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. 
find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.